Hello and welcome back to Paranormal Hotline Podcast. My name's Kaylee and I'm joined by my co-ghost, Oshin. Hello. And today we're going through some more spooky stories that we've found online. Oshin, how are you this week? And have you had any paranormal experiences? I thought I had a paranormal experience very briefly, but now I'm a bit more skeptical about it. But essentially I saw like 10 or 12 lights in the sky. I've showed you the picture. Yeah. And my best guess is that it is the Starlink satellites but i'm also not sure right because i looked up the times that it would have happened like they would have been visible and it was the, not the right time oh but i'm wondering is it out because of daylight savings or something weird like that hardly but at the same time hardly surely they would account for that right yeah i don't know i don't know there's no way the satellites are out because of daylight savings or you know <laughs> that's weird i know no i mean the the website that you're looking at is not an official website or whatever. oh right right fair they moved on and then faded one by one. Now, I'm not sure if that's an altitude thing, but like it wasn't like they were going behind a cloud because it was a clear night. Yeah, yeah. And in my head, that's not how satellites crossing the sky should disappear. Yeah, that's not how you know, I would expect it at all. just go over the other horizon. Yeah. And they just faded out? Like, were they moving as they, they faded, faded out? They faded out one or? by one as they passed the same point. Oh, that's so weird. Oh, that's it really weird. It was odd. It was odd. Four other people saw them, so I'm not crazy. <laughs> Just because four other people saw them doesn't make you not crazy. Yeah, I mean, we're all related. We're probably all afflicted the same way. <laughs> that's crazy. I d- yeah, that's nuts. Ooh, I wonder if anybody else saw them. Maybe we should uh, ask around. Maybe, yeah. I'll put up the picture anyway. But I, again, I, I suspect to be told, yeah, Ocean, those are just satellites. <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> that's what the, pro- that, I'm, I'm a solid 90% sure that's what it is. Really? You're 90% sure, even though they weren't supposed to be over the country at that time? Yeah, I think it was there. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Weird that they faded out, though, like that. I don't think I've ever seen a satellite fade out like that. Yeah, I haven't looked into whether or not it can, and that's... that's. And did you try and count how many there were and double-check if that's how many there's supposed to be? Um, I haven't checked how many there was, but there was... I think my initial count was like 12, and then there's 10 in the photo, I think. Right. And how many Starlink satellites are there supposed to be? They go in trains. Yeah. I'm not sure. Mm. Mm. Super weird. How many is in this? Super weird. One, two, three, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Yeah, there's about 12 in this photograph. Wow. Which is only a little bit blurry. <laughs> That's like props enough to get a photo, though, because I probably wouldn't have been able to capture a photo on my phone. I mean, I was like, anything that I get here now is going to be crap, but I might as well try something. Yeah. Ugh, that's so so weird, man. You always see the weirdest shit in the sky. I know, yeah. I'm so jealous. <laughs> be jealous until you're given good reason not to be, I suppose. Yeah, I need to live in the countryside where I can see all the spooky shit happening. I think it's just even being able to see the sky. Yeah, that's true. Like, in the black, as opposed to even just with, like, the light of other houses. Yeah, yeah, I just, I want to live in that thing. house from Courage the Cowardly Dog and, you know, get <laughs> mummies attacking me and shit every week. Basically just... Left, left let's be honest. <laughs> So this week on the podcast, we're taking another look at some spooky stories that we found online. Uh, I found this one really interesting term that I think we maybe do another episode on if, if we can get a bit more information on it, but it's so weird. I hadn't really heard of it before. So I have a few stories for that at the end of the podcast. But first, mm-hmm. we're just going to start out with a few spooky stories that I found on Reddit. And uh, oh, goddamn, this has got that curse word that I'm not allowed to use. So I'm going to have to swap it out. Let's go. So the first one is just called... I saw a flesh pedestrian once. Bam, bam, bam. The story starts off. I saw a flesh pedestrian once. I was 15 on a camping trip in the mountains. And at about one in the morning, I woke up to pee. 
There was a spot I had used earlier that day, but it was a couple of hundred yards away. Being young and confident, I chose to walk all the way there. After leaving a note on my whereabouts with a labeled time on it, I left. Trust me, that bit's important. About halfway to the spot, I started whistling. If you're from the southwest, you know why that's a bad thing. As I walked, I had an uncomfortable feeling wash over me. When I stopped walking, I could swear that just for a moment, the sound of walking continued. Slowly, I scanned my surroundings, doubting myself yet unable to stop myself. After a minute of searching, I continued my walk, now more quietly and attentive. When I got to the spot, I quickly did my business and turned back to camp. Now convinced, I was being watched. I look at my watch and I read, 1.21am. It seemed about right at the time. As my journey back, behind me I heard something that made me freeze. Someone was whistling, exactly where I had peed. I spun round oh, to no. see the tree with only damp pine needles next to it. However, that didn't console me. Memories of local stories and advice flooding my head. I walked quickly, watching my surroundings as closely as I could. At many points, I heard branches breaking, steps, and scraping. After trudging through a fairly thick bunch of trees, now closing on my camp, I entered a small clearing and stopped in my tracks. Standing in front of me was a deer. I mean standing, on its hind legs. It was facing away from me, but I knew oh. I could see it. It jerked its head, one eye glowing, looking right at me. Then I heard it. The thing's mouth didn't move, yet clearly and loudly... It spoke in my own voice. You're not who I thought you were. Go home. It's impossible to portray how scared I was at this moment. I couldn't move. I stuttered to respond, trying to sift through my fear. Hastily, I rubbed my eyes to calm myself. When I opened them, the deer was gone. I quickly looked around, then saw nothing. I was just filled with the urge to run. So I ran back to my tent. When I got back, everyone was still asleep. I managed to not wake anyone, as all I wanted to do was get into my tent. Before I tried to go back to sleep, I checked my phone. The time read 3.12. Somehow, I had lost track of two hours during my walk back. Wow. I don't know where I walked to take that much time, but I don't know how I didn't notice. I was fairly familiar with the area and could still see faint lights from the town. A couple of years later, I told my coworker about it and he happened to be a local Native American. He told me it was a flesh pedestrian and that I shouldn't bring it up again. This is the first time I've talked about it since. That's like such a cool, I would say, <laughs> textbook flesh pedestrian story from online. But I just mm. thought it was so creepy and there's so many little weird details that it was worth covering. Especially the lost time. So weird. But I was also reading that the whistling, apparently in the mm -hmm. Southwest or in, in, even in at the Appalachians in America, yeah. you're just not supposed to whistle when you're alone in the woods. Because apparently... I would it, die um, immediately. Yeah, it just it draws them nearer, apparently. What do you mean you die uh, immediately from whistling? I whistle a lot. Oh yeah, so do I, all the time. I think it's a country thing. I think people who live in the country whistle a lot. I remember one of my teachers telling me that because I used to whistle in school all the time. <laughs> but uh, Are you you're from out there, are you? Yeah, pretty much exactly what she said. <laughs> but yeah, well, we'd both be dead. We'd both be dead immediately. <laughs> I was um, walking... Uh, one time, in, uh, this is when it was just getting dark, but it was like a, an actual walkway, like a pathway next to like, you know, river and, and trees. Yeah. And there was just a deer standing, like standing on four legs there. Okay, thank God. Um, I hadn't expected it. <laughs> yeah. And it's always, it's a weird sort of surprise that you get. It is. So I can't even imagine. Do you remember when we were walking up to the Hellfire Club? Oh, <gasps> 
Yeah. And we were, we were walking up because for anybody who doesn't know, the Hellfire Club has this really weird woods on this like, it's really steep. It's almost like a mountain up to the Hellfire Club. And we were walking up at, at night with our flashlights, heard a noise, turned, and there was a deer standing like really close to us. Like, t- like what, like four meters away? Yeah, about that. And it was only, it was only a young deer now, but uh, that spooked me. I just wasn't expecting yep. to see it there so close to us. Because they can move up very cl- quietly. Yeah, they can. Yeah. But to uh, see one on two hind legs and not facing you as well, I feel like that's worse because <laughs> it takes you a second to identify what you're looking at, you know? Yeah. Absolutely terrifying. Yeah. I, I, oh, man, I so badly want to go camping in America. It just sounds like so much cooler <laughs> to actually be surrounded by real wilderness, you know? And terrifying shit like that. <laughs> that hasn't been cut down. Yeah, exactly. Like actual trees that have been there for God knows how long. Oh, that would be amazing. Not even trees, like a, a forest that have, that's that's older than 100 years. Yeah, yeah. They are very rare here. Oh, so rare. And even if you do find them, they're tiny. They're just like little patches of yeah. trees, basically. Uh, so this next one, it's kind of shorter, but I really thought it was cute and cool. So uh, <laughs> let's take a look at this next story. It's just called old folks home i grew up in a house that originally served as an old folks home at night the whole house would pop and crack it sounded like people were walking up and down the stairs all night my mom was always on board that the house was haunted my dad said it was just the house settling the house in 1984 was a hundred years old one night i woke up to the sound of doors slamming i walked down the hall and peeked around the corner looking down the stairs at the bottom of the stairs was a closet The door was open about six to eight inches, and there was a human face looking at me from inside the closet. I ran into the bathroom and tried to calm down. Finally, I mustered the courage to come out of the bathroom and look down the stairs again. Nothing there. There were many experiences in that house that are harder to explain. The idea of this one just freaks me out. That's horrifying. And... There's like a Japanese legend about uh, a girl who sits in the closet and looks at you through the crack of the closet door. Oh. Yeah. So that one just, I don't know, just absolutely freaks me out. That's so something I would be looking for, like while I'm paranoid at night, trying to go like climb up the stairs or oh, something, yeah, you know, but to actually see something. No, I'd lose my life. <laughs> I wouldn't be able. No, not at all. Well, like, what would you do? What would you do in that situation? Lie down. <laughs> Try not to cry. Cry a lot. <laughs> The face would be like, what a loser. <laughs> the the, the my, my, scary my face would like roll its just... eyes and then pull itself back into the closet. <laughs> Looking at you crying on the floor. <laughs> you little bitch. <laughs> what would you do? Like, I feel like if somebody was brave enough, they'd like run down the stairs and try and boot the face, right? <laughs> it depends. It depends on my... Uh... Is it fight or flight? I feel like you just... <laughs> you didn't have any of those reactions. You just died. <laughs> <laughs> You've no Five survival instincts, Oshin. <laughs> it depends. If it was after, you know, on the night out, no, I'd still cry. Um, <laughs> yeah. Well, if you had a few drinks in you, <laughs> a few drinks, I had the courage. Toboggan like. down the stairs on the carpet and then <laughs> jump kick it in the face. Wouldn't be the first time, won't be the last. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> so what you're, you're saying swinging. is if we do a paranormal investigation we have to get you really drunk beforehand and strap a GoPro to your head folks if you're enjoying the podcast consider supporting us on Patreon we're an independent podcast so we do everything ourselves we do all the research the writing and the editing ourselves and the Patreon just helps us keep the cost of the podcast running every week 
If you're listening each week and you're enjoying the podcast, consider supporting us. And if you can't afford that, that's no worries. You can help us out for free by rating the podcast wherever you listen to it. Thank you so much. And thanks so much for everybody for all the support. So this next one is the first story that I have in this weird, weird new thing that I found. And I'll be interested to see what you think of it. I've just called it Andy Acting Strange. So before we start, some background. I have a group of friends who've been friends pretty much since kindergarten. There's four of us, which means me and three more guys, and we're 28 to 29 at the time the event happened. We were all really close, even though ever since college, we met up very rarely. All of us were on long-lasting and steady relationships, either married or the modern equivalent, except for the main subject in this story, who had just come out of a pretty messy divorce. This friend, who was named Andy, had been having a really rough time of life and his ex-wife decided to leave him after his mother was dying of cancer, so it was understandable that we were all a bit worried about him. So one of my friends had a pretty nice country house that's away from civilization enough to allow for a nice weekend retreat every once in a while. And at the start of the story, we had one of those scheduled. The week before, we were all planning our retreat and he decided he wasn't going because he didn't want to be the only one without a significant other for the entire weekend. We all insisted a bit, but we kind of understood the feeling. Since he had another event to go to during the weekend, we left it alone. Still, I wasn't really satisfied with that, as I felt he really could use the change of scenery. So I decided to give him a call on Saturday morning before I left for the country house. Offered him a ride and give him one last chance to show up. I call him from the door of my house and he sounded kind of weird on the phone. Like he was either sluggish or something. I even joked with him about it since it was kind of early Saturday so I assumed I had woken him up. He didn't laugh or anything and I thought he was pissed. When I offered to pick him up and give him a ride, he simply replied, Okay. I told him to pack up a change of clothes and meet me in front of his house. So we were going. It was me, the wife, and him in the car for a nice 45-minute drive. I started noticing things were off just as we got in the car. He was acting really stupid. I have no other way of putting this. He did not get any jokes, he had trouble understanding simple questions, and he kept replying either with a simple yes or no, or with a really slurred short phrase at the most. At this point, me and the wife had all reason to be worried about him, and we started thinking maybe he'd evolved into some weird form of depression, or started doing drugs. He refused to acknowledge anything was wrong with him, and so we simply drove on, hoping maybe he'd open up later on. So we all arrive, there was food, and drinks, and video games. Yes, we got away from civilization to play video games, and we were all friends for over 20 years, so lots of fun was to be had. It quickly became obvious to us all that Andy wasn't acting alright. He wasn't playing with any games, he wasn't talking at all, spending most of his time just looking at us, or at the outside. He'd have a look of marvel on his face as if he was watching something really impressive unfolding. As time went on, I noticed he wasn't eating or drinking anything at all, and one of the guys swears that he kept tabs on Andy and never used the bathroom at all during the entire stay. We tried to talk to him, but he'd just give the same exact response every time. I'm okay. He ended up winning the patience game, and so we just left him to his own devices. The night went on, and he sat on a bench outside, looking at a stretch of woods near the house. We stayed indoors and stuff, and then we decided to sleep. Andy said he'd go soon, he just wanted to chill for a bit outside. So we all let him. The next morning, late Sunday morning, his bed wasn't made. The sheets were intact on top of it, and he was sitting outside in the exact same place we left him, in the exact same position. That was it. I was completely freaked out and decided it was time to go back home. We packed our stuff and said goodbye. Everyone was really worried about him, but we all felt creeped out. So we just called it a weekend and left. I drove him home, dropped him off, and went home myself. Later that night, we ended up all meeting each other in a restaurant for a birthday get-together for a common friend. I noticed Andy was himself again, and my other two friends looked really puzzled. 
So I sat down and asked him, what the fuck happened yesterday, man? He replied something like, yeah, my car broke down and Peter had to pick me up in the middle of the night after the bar. Well, that makes no sense. So we were all started asking questions and trying to puzzle it all back. Turns out he was at the bar with a couple of other guys at the same time he was with us at the country house. When we kept insisting in a kind panic that that was impossible, multiple people showed us pictures of him at said events. There was fucking pictures. We were all freaked out and noticed that they weren't joking and he freaked out as well. He confirmed via phone history that his phone in fact got a call from me Saturday morning, but he didn't remember answering it. After this, the talk did continue, but we really couldn't get nowhere and that was it. As the months passed by, the three of us got really afraid of Andy and who he could be. We still had no idea who was at that house with us and Andy was getting really sick of hearing about it to the point of getting really mad when the subject came up. He says the most rational explanation is that we all got confused and thought this up. I'm still nervous about that to this day, especially because I dropped him off at his house and saw him enter. Where the fuck did fake Andy go? Did he do anything while we were all asleep? Do you, any of you guys know anything like this? I asked around and nothing really fits. I'm not really a believer in paranormal things, but I have one other explanation. I felt like writing this to maybe get it out and the other guys and my wife don't like talking about it as it gets everyone really nervous. <laughs> so what do you make of that story? It's a bit wild. It's Definitely. weird, isn't it? Oh my god, I can't it imagine is. that happening to me. It's odd. So there's this thing, this weird phenomenon that's called bilocation. And it's when somebody appears in two places at once. Some people okay. in the comments of this post uh, reckon that because Andy felt guilty about not being at the party with his friends, that he unconsciously did this. And the reason he seemed kind of dopey was because his actual consciousness was at this other party. And he wasn't really there at the cottage with or the house, the country house with all his other friends. And I did a little bit of reading on this and it's very interesting. There's a lot of stuff on this bilocation. Might be worth covering fully in an episode. Yeah, yeah. But apparently, you know, the ancient philosopher Pythagoras? Yeah. Apparently he was able to do this bilocation on command. He was able to be in two places at once. And there's even a recorded account that says... Almost unanimous is the report that on one on the same day he was present at Metapontum in Italy and at Torominium in Sicily, in each place conversing with his friends, though the places are separated by many miles, both at sea and land, demanding many days' journey. <laughs> so apparently Pythagoras could do it, like, at will. Wild. He could be in two different Wild. locations at once. Yeah. It'd be very convenient, but like, I'm, where does... Where does the other body come from that's the question or is it like a projection yeah is it projecting know? is it physical i don't know it's so many questions i think i think it might be worth a dive into an episode at some stage because it's such it a could, strange yeah, yeah. phenomenon that's it is it's just like i can't give you an answer on that story no it, it's it's actually too weird it is but i'm intrigued by that weirdness even just to find out like this is what like what tricks people's brains yeah yeah like it's that's it's crazy it is it really is it's so weird it's a really interesting phenomenon that I really haven't heard much about. So here's another story about bilocation that I found online. Because I just wanted to cover it again because it's so cool. So this one's just another bilocation story. The first instant was at night. My daughter had gone for a birthday celebration about 45 minutes away. The next day I had planned to take her with me to buy some livestock in southern Illinois to start my business. Around 10 in the evening, I got ready for bed. My husband was already went to bed for about 20 minutes or so ahead of me. By the time I got in bed, he was already snoring, as he usually goes off to sleep as soon as his head hits the pillow. I'm not so lucky, and it takes me a while to fall asleep. 
I lay in bed thinking about how the day was going to go off tomorrow. I'd say I'd been in bed five minutes when the door opened to my room. The hall light was on and I could clearly see it was my daughter, Jessica. She must have gotten back from the party, I thought. She stood in the doorway for a while staring at me. She was a solid form, just like anybody is, and not a ghost. But I found it odd she wasn't speaking to me and had a tint of blushiness in her face, but thought it was just the darkness of my room reflecting on her complexion. She had a bland expression on her face, but her eyes were wide, just staring. I decided, well, I'll talk to her. And I said, it's late. You better get some sleep. We have a big day tomorrow. She responded and said, I know. And closed the door and left. Then I lay thinking. I thought there were a few things more I wanted to say to her before she went to bed. I got up right away, only to find that she was nowhere in the house. At that point, I was very angry, thinking she had gone out again. I called her cell number, and she picked up, surprised by my anger. She insisted that she had never been home, and she was still at the birthday party in Janesville. I didn't believe her and asked to speak to Mrs. Davis, who was the mother of the child having the party in her home. She came to the cell and confirmed that Jessica was there and had been there the entire evening. <laughs> I asked Mrs. Davis if I could talk to her on her landline phone, so immediately I called their landline. And Jessica picked up. I was floored. How could it be? She was for certain, no doubt, in Janesville, 45 minutes away, yet I saw her in my bedroom doorway no more than 10 minutes earlier. It is completely impossible. I could not believe it. So it happened more than once to this person. The second yeah. incident happened just a few days ago to my aunt. She was looking out the w her window and noticed my other daughter, Carolyn, walking outside without her hat on. She said her hair was back with a clip on the back and it was wearing a grayish blue coat. She was no more than 10 feet from the window. She walked slowly and serenely past like she was really enjoying the outdoors. This was in the morning. I was nearby in the next room and my aunt said that Carolyn was outside and she didn't have a hat on. I said that was odd that she would be outside already. All of my children sleep in on the weekend usually. I wasn't too concerned about it and walked to the other side of the house and started watching TV. Then after that, got myself ready to go outside to do farm chores. Carolyn then came down the stairs. She was in her bedclothes and groggy. I asked her what she was doing outside earlier and she looked surprised and said that she just woke up and had not been outside at all. I found it odd that she does not own a coat that is bluish grey that my aunt saw. Carolyn is a little girl with red hair. She's very hard to miss. I thought maybe my aunt saw someone else, but on the farm, we don't have neighbours nearby and none that have red hair. My aunt insists it was definitely Carolyn. She is dead sure. I can't explain that one either unless Carolyn slept, walked, got herself ready for the day and then went outside with someone else's coat. Since it was morning, I can't accept that either. I can't explain it. She is not old enough for sneaky teen stuff and a self-conscious shy girl. Also, I have never told my aunt about the Jessica incident but shared it with her after this happening. Mine happened five years earlier. I have read that if you see your own double, it means you will die. I have heard that seeing someone else is also a bad sign, but so far nothing bad has happened to us. So this is another one where people were suggesting yeah. this is by location. The kids were okay. appearing in two places at once. But it's so strange. And it happened to this family twice. Maybe it's hereditary? <laughs> yeah, I'm still trying to figure out where, where the other person comes from. I, yeah. I'm kind of thinking it, it, it could just be someone thinking that they saw someone. Yeah, like that one, fair enough. You thought you saw somebody like an outside. extreme case. Yeah. Yeah. But the Andy one, like he was with them all weekend. Weird. Like he, they, Weird. he was acting so strange that they left early because they were so worried about him to drive him home. And the fact that like if this, well, I don't know, apparently it was a doppelganger that was just standing around with his mouth open. Like, what? That's so freaky. Yeah. yeah. That's such Blah. a weird expression, like, to that stand there odd. with, like, a shocked expression on your face. Like, oh. <laughs> I don't know. He, like, could have been dissociating. Maybe. But then, where where was the other... He was at other things. Yeah, there's photographs at him at another that, party. That, that, 
that's the bit that, <laughs> yeah I don't know who would lie on the internet Kaylee? who would do that <laughs> But there's loads of different stories like this about biolocation and it's mm, uh, yeah, it's just such a strange one. I feel like if it's something that happened to you as well, you'd never really talk about it because who the hell is going to believe you that that happened, you know? Yeah. It's so weird that it happened to a whole yeah. group though. Man. Ugh. It's just freaky, isn't it? <laughs> it really is. It's paranormal. That's what it is. <laughs> it is. Yeah. It's definitely that. It's it's really interesting concept. I think it'd be good looking into it at some stage. I don't know whether it is just like because it can't be a physical clone of somebody, right? They can't physically manifest another version of themselves. It has to be, like, something no. mental, right? I don't know. No, that would violate too many laws of physics, I would think. Britney Spears would disagree. <laughs> She's a clone, everybody. She's a clone. It's a clone. Yeah, that's true. That's true. That's different. Maybe that. Maybe this is what people are saying just to cover up cloning. Maybe. Or, like, secret twin antics. Maybe. Yeah, it's not like the government's ever hidden secret tunes before. <laughs> no. Oh, it's messed up. It's so creepy. But yeah, that's all the stories I have for this week. Uh, I, don't, I don't think we can really do a versus for this episode. There's no monster match. <laughs> do you think, really. I think Clone Andy would immediately get ripped to bits by the flesh pedestrian in <laughs> the first Absolutely. story. And the Absolutely. face from the closet would just be watching them. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. It's, it's a hands down win, I think. Yeah. That really terrifying flesh pedestrian story absolutely terrifying face in the closet and then we just got terrifying Andy double ganger walking around being a freak <laughs> wow I'm sorry that's he's freaky. going through the worst divorce yeah <laughs> poor Andy man imagine like actually having a mental breakdown then your friends claiming they saw you somewhere else like <laughs> just adding fuel to the fire like I just assume I'm going mental, yeah. <laughs> the poor lad. <laughs> That's everything we have for this week. Uh, I'd like to give a shout out to our new Patreon, Rocky. Thank you so much for joining the gang, Rocky. Rocky's a good name. That Rocky could take on a, a on the flesh pedestrian, I think. Rocky take on most, most, I think. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> I think so too. <laughs> Get in touch. We'll we'll organize something. We'll find. We're adding uh, Rocky to the Monster Mash lineup <laughs> just to see how a human could fare. <laughs> But yeah, that's everything we have for this week. Thank you so much for joining. Uh, hopefully, Ushin doesn't get abducted and he'll be here next week. Yes. <laughs> Fingers crossed. The, cur the curse has not progressed any further. The curse, the, the Japanese curse that has sent of. the UFOs after you. <gasps> Can you imagine it stacks up like that? <laughs> They're all in cahoots. The long game. <laughs> that's everything we have for this week. Thank you so much for joining us and we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye-bye.